Hello and welcome to Bookmarked, where you can take a pause and dive into the wide world of literature. Now, before we get started, we just want to let y'all know that the views expressed in this podcast are the views of the participants and are not affiliated with the Benton School District. And before you really get listening, this episode may contain spoilers, so please listen at your own risk. Alright guys, so since it's October, we want to do some episodes with like, you know, spooky books or whatever. So this episode is over the Diviners by Libba Bray. And it's kind of an interesting look into like the 1920s flapper culture and like prohibition and that time in American history. And I just, I feel like that's not really something that people write about very much. They usually focus on like the 1940s with the World War or like the... 2000s but we never get really anything other than that so this was like a fun look into that um so the story follows evie who after a scandal in her hometown of like ohio gets sent to new york to live with her bachelor uncle in hopes that the scandal will die down in her hometown and that she can come back later after you know the scandal has gone away except because trouble seems to follow evie wherever she goes Um, She gets to New York as a string of, like, ritualistic murders start occurring. And they're all, they're very violent and very, everybody thinks it's like Satan or something. It's just very, you know, ritualistic, like I said. And so Evie and her uncle and then some people that work for her uncle all decide to take a deep dive into the mystery and try to solve it. And it turns out that, yes, indeed, there is a ritualistic murder occurring like frequently it's like a they think that the press thinks it's a serial killer but it's actually this guy who like got summoned from the dead is the character's name is naughty john and he's like possessing people so he can come back and be like the antichrist it it definitely took a turn that was not what i was expecting like at all um so evie is our main character and i don't know how i feel about her because on one hand like you know, she's okay. She's she's fun. She has a good time. But on the other hand, she's like, she can't keep her nose in her own business. And I mean, who who doesn't? You know, sometimes you just, you gotta know the tea. But she takes it to the point where it's almost like, I'm tearing my hair out. Like, you're an idiot and you're going to die. I mean, I didn't dislike her as a character. But she wasn't my favorite. You know? Um, and then in the book, so there's Evie, our protagonist, woo protagonist. And then Sam, a guy who works for her uncle, and Evie and Sam have some beef because he, like, picked her pocket when she first got to New York. So she's mad at him about that. Understandably so. I mean, I hate getting pickpocketed. I'm sure I would. And then also working for Evie's uncle is Jericho, who's this, like, mysterious guy. You like you like Jericho? I think he was pretty cool. I thought it was all right, too. I liked him better than Sam. Um, and anyway, there's just this... I think it's a weird love triangle that's starting to shape up because Jericho and Evie are like into each other, you know, and that's well and good. Young love, beautiful, no? Um, But then Sam comes into the picture and there's, I think there's definitely something between him and Evie. I think there's the potential for that. And I don't know, it just feels kind of obvious to me. And don't get me wrong. I like a good love triangle. Mm -hmm. They're a little tropey, sure, but they can be fun. Except this one just feels like, it's like, hey, we've got two dudes and this girl, let's put them in a love triangle and see what happens. It just feels very, like, formulaic to me. I don't know. That's that's just kind of my vibe. You should think your own stuff. And then, I guess, 
the biggest beef I had with the diviners was that there was like plot points that felt very, very convenient. So when Evie and Co. are, you know, investigating the murders, they end up like they find information about this like scary religious cult that did more like ritualistic stuff like they're seeing in the murders, except like years before the cult like went under the surface. So, you know, they don't exist anymore as far as anybody knows. And then they just happen to travel to this quaint little town on, like, a lead. And you guessed it, the scary murder cult is there, and they're active, and they're a presence. And it just felt very convenient. Like, oh my goodness, imagine that, that the scary murder cult pops up as soon as the ritualistic murders start happening. And there is a connection. It, it wasn't a thing where they're like, hey, let's throw in a murder cult at the same time as these scary murders. Like, there was a connection, but it just felt very convenient to me. And I didn't, I don't like things to feel, like, super convenient. Sometimes I want them to be, like, challenging, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then also, so Evie's uncle runs this, like, museum of the mysterious and obscure and, like, paranormal and stuff, as one does. Um, kind of like P.T. Barnum's circus, but with ghosts. It's cool. Um, and then the uncle just happens to be friends with the, to the detective who's assigned to the scary murder case. And so it just felt very convenient to me that, um, the uncle is just happens to be friends with this detective who's like, Hey man, I got these creepy ritualistic murders going on. I need your help, but don't get too involved. Do you want to talk about the gifts? Cause I like completely forgot about those. So, um, I personally kind of didn't really like the book that much, so I found myself, like, having to force myself through the book, and I actually did not end up finishing the book, but what I remember from it is they, there's a few people who had, like, these little gifts, mm -hmm. and I know that Evie had a gift where she could kind of see what was going on with she these could, murders. Like, read objects. Yes, she'd get kind of, like, a sense of it sense from it <laughs> yeah she could like touch an object and be like hmm you had toast for breakfast yeah so it was, sometimes it was stuff like that and sometimes it was like, like the melody stuff that, the melody from that the uh, scary song yes. that they sing about the murderer guy yeah um i know that you talked about your thoughts on evie i actually really liked evie okay. i think she was pretty cool i think she had like i think that she was the most interesting part of the book she was certainly, she, she, she kept me on my toes. Fun. Yeah, she, she, was, she fun. was fun. I liked that. And I think that Evie and Jericho were just the little sweetest thing, I think. Mm -hmm. I think they're definitely meant to be together. Yeah, but see, I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to, like, put Evie and Jericho together and then rip them apart, and Sam will come into the picture and rip Jericho to pieces, and then Sam will turn out to be, like, a, like a person that betrays Evie. Mm -hmm. And then Jericho will be there to comfort her. That's I, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> overall, I thought it was a good book. I'm not mad I read it. There are some books where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I wasted my time on that. But this book was fun. I did not feel that way about this book. It was definitely one where I, I didn't feel like I had to force myself to read it too much. You know, like, like I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um... I guess I expected it to be a little spookier than it was. And not that it wasn't creepy, but it was just like, oh yeah, 
ritualistic murders, and maybe it's because I watch too much Criminal Minds, so I'm yeah. just like, oh, whatever, serial killers. Well, guys, this has been Bookmarked. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch, catch us next week, okay? Music is by Fezline Studios. Thank you.